the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Moss and also with Professor Smith. He's with us today, uh, as always on Thursdays, and is talking to us about a very important subject, dealing with biblical guidance. That's right, biblical guidance, guidance, which, of course, uh, God, being who God is, okay, gives us the inspired Word of God, and I'm needless to say, I know that some uh, divine psychology is connected to Scripture as it deals with our problems, and so we're going to turn that over uh, to my good friend and mentor, Mr. Smith. How are you doing, Mr. Smith? Very well, Pastor Moss. Thank you again for inviting me on to your program. Well, good to have you. I, I, I can't do it without you. I appreciate you. What's on, the, what's on the menu for today? Well, I want to share with the audience uh, some fruits of, of my long study of the subject of divine guidance and what the Bible has to say about it and various aspects of it. I have a four-point outline we dealt with point one last Thursday, and that was about the sources of true guidance. Now today we'll deal with a second point, Lord willing, sources of wise counsel. Oh, the third okay. point in the outline is sources of unwise counsel. And the fourth point in the outline is dangers of false guidance. Wow. So that's the big picture of it there. All right. So going on to the subject of sources of wise counsel, we turn to 1 Kings chapter 12, and verse 7 is actually the text that I'm, where I place the note in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Okay. And I'm going to read the passage 
in from a modern English translation because that'll make it more vivid so everybody can understand what's going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm using the contemporary English version. It's often abbreviated CEV. That is a highly respected English translation that I see many references to in the academic scholarship that I spend a lot of my time reading these days in terms of Bible study. Wow. And the section is called Rehoboam's Folly. And starting with 1 Kings 12.1, it says, Rehoboam went to Shechem, where everyone was waiting to crown him king. Mm-hmm. Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard what was happening, and he stayed in Egypt, where he had gone to hide from Solomon. But the people from the northern tribes of Israel sent for him. Then together they went to Rehoboam and said, Your father Solomon forced us to work very hard, but if you make our work easier, we will serve you and do whatever you ask. Ah. Now Rehoboam replied, and he said, Give me three days to think about it, Rehoboam replied. Then come back for my answer. So the people left. Rehoboam went to some leaders who had been his father's senior officials, and he asked them, What should I tell these people? They answered, If you want them to serve and obey you, then you should do what they ask today. Tell them you will make their work easier. But Rehoboam refused their advice and went to the younger men who had grown up with him and were now his officials. Uh He asked, what do you think I should say to these people who ask me to make their work easier? His younger advisor said, here's what we think you should say to them. Compared to me, my father was weak. He made you work hard, but I'll make you work even harder. He punished you with whips but I'll use whips with pieces of sharp metal. (laughs) Not very good human relations, is it? Three days later, Jeroboam and the others came back. Rehoboam ignored the advice of the older advisors. He spoke bluntly and told them exactly what his own advisors had suggested. My father made you work hard, but I'll make you work even harder. He punished (laughs) you with whips but I'll use whips with pieces of sharp metal. When the people realized that Rehoboam would not listen to them, they shouted, We don't have to be loyal to David's family. We can do what we want. Come on, people of Israel, let's go home. Rehoboam can rule his own people. And it goes on, but that's the gist of the story that helped the audience see what was going on when the verse that I'm dealing with is, they answered, if you want them to serve and obey you, then you should do what they ask today. Tell them you will make their work easier. And on that verse in the New Treasury and, and other sources that I've prepared, I have the point. Scripture furnishes a number of suggestions for sources of wise counsel. So uh-huh. the first one on the list is uh, the Lord. And we find in Proverbs sixteen nine. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. The second source of wise counsel is God's written word. 
Uh-huh. And we use the verse we used before. Everybody ought to memorize it. It's uh, Psalm 119.105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good verse. Now the next point is pastors and elders are a good source of wise counsel. Hebrews 13.7 tells us, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Now, in modern English, let me see if I can bring that up for you to make it a little clearer for some. It reads, Don't forget about your leaders who taught you God's message. Remember what kind of lives they lived and try to have faith like theirs. Mm. Wow. That makes it clear? Yes. (laughs) Hebrews 13.17 in the King James says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy, and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. In modern English it reads, Obey your leaders and do what they say. They are watching over you, and they must answer to God. So don't make them sad as they do their work. Make them happy. Otherwise, they won't be able to help you at all. <laughs> well, that, that that seems like a real good idea. People should be uh, re- respectful uh, here uh, concerning leadership. I'm amazed how uh, they, it breaks it down into plain English. It's amazing. Yep. Now, the next uh, source of wise counsel is mature men. And that we see in the passage where I placed this note in First Kings twelve seven, And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. And that's uh-huh. what the wise older counselors told Rehoboam to do. But as you know, he chose to follow the advice of the men that were his own age. And that often is a problem with young people even today. It's very wise. You know, I think our Sunday schools and churches sometimes unwittingly and probably not on purpose practice age discrimination Uh so that the younger people don't have as much contact with some of the older people that have had a lot of experience and much wisdom and so forth. They don't get to hear from them as often as, as they do other people closer to their own age. Well, well, you're right, Mr. Smith. In fact, that seems to be a trend in our overall society. I see so many uh, 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 young uh, uh, people addressing young people, which is okay and good, but uh, definitely we need the experience of the, the, uh, the, the uh, older people who went through some things and, uh, and have lived uh, you know, uh, through uh, applying Christianity to their lives. Yep, that's right. And it makes a great big difference. I know I have been blessed by having a number of elderly friends that guided me over the years. I had a gentleman named Uncle Frank who lived there down where I did on near 711 Hubbard, just eight blocks west of the Ambassador Bridge. And he had lived there for a long time, I think since 1925, in the hotel next to the apartment building. 
and he retired in 1950. I met him about, I would think, 1964, 65, somewhere around there. And he was a blessing to me. Uh, he was expert when it comes to understanding the types in the Bible and uh, things like that. But he was expert on a lot of other subjects, too. And interestingly, he had memorized the New Testament word for word, frontwards and backwards. That, that's really something. I, yeah, that's you a could lot quote of, any part yeah. of a verse and ask him what the, where the verse was and what's the verse before and what's after, and he'd just snap right to it and tell you what it was. Well, when, when you were my, my high school teacher, Mr. Smith, and I would go to you for counseling, the thing that impressed me more than anything else, first of all, your wisdom was astounding, but you always spoke an even keel. You never got excited. Uh, you always listened uh, to everything I had to say or anybody had to say, and you handled it in a, you know, a, 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 a soothing way where you, you never came across as if you knew everything. Uh, you just uh, spoke to us of wisdom and the Bible and, uh, you know, you, you, it was easy uh, 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 to listen to you because you could tell by just the way you approach counseling that, uh, you know, you're trying to help. Yeah. Yep, that's the key. And we all ought to be doing that, Pastor Moss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no. Well, the fifth point is to sources of wise counsel is parents. And the verse that relates to that is Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Then, an interesting one is wise women. We've encountered that before. Second uh, Samuel 20, verse 16. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say, I pray you unto Joab, come near hither that I may speak with thee. And she was a wise woman that had something important to say that passage second samuel 2016 is well worth more study i won't stop now here to dig into it but it is a real good one in in my reference sources i put a plus and an asterisk and then the reference to indicate there's more references there to follow this theme up in scripture and i encountered the seventh source of wise counsel before Wife in First Samuel nineteen eleven, Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him, and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. Well, in another passage in First Samuel twenty five thirty three, where David was very grateful, and said, And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou which has kept me this day from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with mine own hand. And you'll remember that Nabal, whose name meant <laughs> foolish, I guess, yeah. <laughs> was foolish because when David's men asked them for a little donation because they'd been protecting him practically for free all the while, he said, you know, that he wouldn't cooperate. He didn't appreciate their help at all. And that's wow. why David was upset and going to come and get him. <laughs> you know, and, and that's so realistic, what happened. And the idea that here's someone helping you, and uh, then you wouldn't give them something in return. He was something else. Yeah, he yeah. was really something else. 
But Mr. Smith, before you go on, are you telling me that uh, I have to listen to the wise counsel of my wife? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, our wives often have wisdom and experience and uh, guidance from the Lord that we miss ourselves, and we, we need what they have to say. <laughs> well, you're right. I can't argue with that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know my wife is very judicious and wise and uh, got her head on straight, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've met her. She does. Yep. And I've met Mary, and boy, you, you are blessed to have such a wonderful wife, Pastor Moss. God has been good. Very yep. good to me. Yep, you're exactly right. I can remember when you called me when you were stationed in Texas. Uh-huh. And you called me in the apartment there where I lived on Hubbard, and you told me that you believed that you had found the one that was to be your wife, and uh-huh. that you were going to be married shortly, and you just wanted to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that call. I sure did. And I'm so thankful you've kept in touch with me all these years. Well, servants or employees are another source of wise counsel, and uh-huh. the passage I use for that is Second Kings 5.13. And you remember Naaman had leprosy, if I recall correctly, uh-huh. and the servant girl in his home overheard him talking, and she said, well, I know where you could get that taken care of and cured. And so he heeded the advice of that young lady, and he went to see is it Elijah. I get them mixed up, but anyway, uh, that's what he did. And then when Elijah gave him the directions as to what to do, he thought, huh, we got better rivers here where I came from. Why should I go down into that filthy river? <laughs> so this was the response of, of, of his servants. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith unto thee, wash and be clean? <laughs> Very interesting Old Testament story. Well, well you're right. And that's uh, it's, it's something. He, uh, the prophet, uh, which a prophet of God, then uh, the, the information is coming from the Lord. You better listen. Yeah. Now, the next one, Pastor Moss, really gave some me a big problem when I was studying it this afternoon. My ninth point is the lowliest servants of Christ. And reading the King James Version, it says, If ye then have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Hmm. As far as I'm concerned, that's how the text should read, and that's what it says. But if you read most modern English versions, they actually come out to make it say the opposite of what it says. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, the text itself, as we read it in the King James Version, means that you shouldn't be running to court to take care of problems between Christians. You ought to be able to settle it between yourselves, and if you can't do it one-on-one, then get the advice and counsel and judgment of the lowliest people the humblest people in the church. Let them help you come to the right decision. That's right. Yes, it should start with the church. should be able to solve our problems. That's right. 
And if you read a modern English translation, though, you'll end up with the opposite suggestion. I don't know. Let me try and uh, read it to you from the contemporary English version. Here it says, why do you take everyday complaints to judges who are not respected by the church? (laughs) The way that that's rendered, it completely removes the idea that you should deal with the problem within the church, but use the humblest people to help you arrive at at, uh, the resolution of it. Hmm. And so I check further. I'll just tell you that there may be a difference in the underlying Greek text. I didn't go that far as to look at the Greek, but I know when I went to a version called the English Majority Text Version, it agreed with the King James, but most of the other modern translations did not. So there may be a textual problem. Now, I'll say that most scholars today, they are bitterly against the King James Version. Uh, I read their scholarship almost every day, and they really don't like the King James at all. Well, too bad. I like the King James Version. (laughs) I do, too. I've been studying it for more years than most of them have, I'm sure. And I also use the other versions, and I'm familiar with the arguments they have to support them. But I believe that God blessed the translators of the King James Version to make some very wise choices and it's been a literary standard ever since it first came on the scene, practically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we should abandon it just yet. We can gain help from the modern versions, yes. But be careful about what these folks have to say about the status of the original text. Sometimes I think there's some bias there. Yes. That's my opinion, anyway. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I have different versions as well, no problem. But King James, uh, uh, very dependable. Yep. Now, the tenth source of wise counsel is individuals who are faithful in even the smallest of matters. Mm. And we can prove that from a text in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, where it says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So that kind of helps you evaluate who you should be getting advice from. Wow, that's a very interesting uh, interesting uh, verse. Uh, yeah. And uh, stuff that comes from Jesus. It's a, yes, it's something else. He that is faithful in that which is least. In other words, what it almost tells you is not to give a person more than they can handle also, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a good insight, Pastor Moss. Mm. Now, another verse that kind of deals with the same issue in a different way is Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, which reads, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. Sometimes you've got to do some searching. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the 11th point is individuals who are well-grounded in Bible doctrine. 1 Timothy 4.16 Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. That's a wonderful verse. It is. 
Now another one, those whom God has placed in authority over us. And this may seem like a strange verse, Pastor Moss, but this is one of the first things I noticed when I started developing the new treasury of scripture knowledge in Genesis 16:9, where it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. Now, you remember that's the incident where Hagar left Sarah. Yes. And uh, went off, and the angel stopped her, and this is what he said, go back to her and submit thyself under her hands. Wow, yeah. And once again, I put more cross-references in that passage in Genesis in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge and so forth. Now, this next one you could devote a whole program to, a whole year to, but I'll just zip through the verses People will enjoy studying them. Those believers who manifest the biblical pattern of relationships to others. Luke 3.12, Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he, that's John the Baptist, said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. Now notice, he did not tell them to quit serving the government or uh, leave the army. That's right. But Jehovah's Witnesses got so much complaining to do how that verse would be in Bible if God is so much against those kind of services. Because if he were, John the Baptist would have told him, just quit your service, you shouldn't be doing, serving the government. But that's not what it says. No. Romans 12:3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And then a most important verse, Romans 15:7. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. And remember, this is regarding finding believers, and even churches, who manifest the biblical pattern of relationships to others. Wow, that's right. Wow. Second Samuel, I mean Second Corinthians, one twenty-four. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. And Paul was very careful about that, and I'm glad he put that in his letter to the Corinthians. And it goes back to what Jesus said in Matthew, I think it's verse 20, 26, but I won't go into that now. But uh, he told them, you aren't supposed to operate the way the Gentile leaders do. Hmm. And uh, Philippians 2, 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Wow. And the last verse under this particular item, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So, so therefore, the spiritual attitude 
of a, a counselor or an advice giver has got to be humility. Yeah. And they have to welcome and receive people and not just, you know, reject them and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been to churches, Pastor Moss, I probably told you in the past, where they did not receive me or my family. Wow, yes, and you did. I think that in, on Judgment Day, they're going to have to answer some questions about that. Well, yeah, those I... individuals, point number 14, who by their successes demonstrate the qualities of character and special talent in the area of needed advice. Uh-huh. Proverbs thirteen twenty: He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Wow. Luke sixteen eight: And the Lord commended the just unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And the last passage, Acts six three: Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. Wow. Must be guided by the Holy Spirit. That's right. Wow. Well, Mr. Smith, that's some fantastic stuff. Uh, And it's very important. Uh, I don't care what a person teaches. If a church uh, isn't manifesting uh, love, uh, biblical love, uh, it won't be able to help you much. That's right. Wow. All right. Well, well, thank you, sir. We appreciate Thank you, Pastor Moss, for giving me the privilege to speak to the audience again. To give you a privilege, I'm taking notes. I'm I'm using all of this in my counseling. (laughs) Good. So we thank you very much, uh, 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 Mr. Smith. Uh, So I look forward to uh, talking to you next Thursday as well. And uh, uh, you don't know what a blessing it is uh, to have you ministering uh, on this program. Now, if somebody else listens to this and they uh, uh, try to grab you, tell them you only talk on the Bible Talk program with Pastor Moss, okay? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Pastor Moss. All right. That's uh, Mr. Smith, uh, Professor Smith, I call him, uh, t- teacher at Cash Tech and oh, many, many others. Always focusing on uh, young people, uh, but also dealing with adults as well. A uh, great apologist and uh, also a uh, great counselor. Okay, uh, thank God for him. Okay. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. I think it's time for a break. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium. Premium. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use the promo code run to win You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code run to win at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. 
Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chample blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern Teach Talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 and you have to push one to be able to be on the program with me here on the bible talk show just as jeff is doing from brown town how you doing jeff hey very good can you hear me okay yes i can i always like to check first before i start talking i, <laughs> I know that's right question. yeah i have an interesting question for you and it I want to preface it by saying maybe it does not matter, but it's fun to ask this question. So look at it as a fun thing. So, like, I think his name's Caiaphas, the high priest that wanted Jesus uh, crucified, right? Wanted him dead. Is that my pronouncing right, Caiaphas? Yeah, Caiaphas, uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so we have we have him, and we have Pontius Pilate, of course, who does officially agree to have him uh, uh, crucified. The question I have is, like, people give these guys a bad rap for the things that they've done. So I think to myself sometimes, what if Caiaphas did accept Jesus as the Messiah? And so that's why I'm saying this is a fun question, how everything would be different and changed. And even the Bible itself might even be different if, if Caiaphas accepted him as the Messiah and the Jewish people did. And if Jesus never got crucified, is, does anybody ever ask this question before? Or is, it, is it an interesting uh, angle, I guess I could say, to ask this question, because the reason why I ask it is these guys basically had to do what they did, Caiaphas and Pontius Pilate. They had to crucify Jesus in order for the Bible to be the Bible, in order, in order for there to be blood in the Bible. Does it make sense what I'm asking? Well, in a, in a, well 
Well, I would say this. What that would be denying is the fact that God gave uh, uh, human beings free will. So therefore, uh, definitely God gave not only uh, human beings, but also angels the same thing. Because what God wanted, we see this from Revelation chapter 4, is beings that would love him, beings that would love him. Now, you know like I do that uh, in order to love, you've got to have a choice. Now, you could love, like uh, I remember seeing uh, this Rocky movie, you might have saw it too, where uh, somebody made Rocky this uh, robot that thought him, I love you, I love you, I love you. But robots can't love anybody. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, You have to have choice. You have to be able to choose between uh, good and bad. The reason I love my wife so much is because she looked at me and said I was the one. Nobody made her. God is the same way. Now, what happens is, uh, if man, all, all mankind would have accepted him, then no problem. But what happened was we had not only men who, of course, we're going to talk about that today, who, uh, you know, turned away from it, chose to, rather than follow God, to follow something else. We had angels that did the same thing, Lucifer being one of them, okay? Uh, uh, so, therefore, you know, uh, choice has to bring freedom, and freedom brings what freedom does. Blessings for some, non-blessings for those who don't do it. Now, of course, God knows everything that's going to happen. So, so that's yeah. for sure. But God is not the one making them do the things they do. People make the things they do out of choice. Okay? Now, would have things been different? Yeah, but we've got to deal with the world we have, not with the world we would like it to be. Yeah, true. I guess that's why I'm saying it's a, fun, it's a fun question because, of course, it's just interesting how those two guys get a bad rap, of course. But they, to me, they had to do to Jesus. They had to be done. Jesus had to die on the cross and be resurrected on the third day. But, but my problem is, though, what, uh, my, my, my good question to you, if uh, you were uh, teaching a class on this, I'd say, well, why didn't you just start with Adam and Eve? Why wait all the way down that's to this? true. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Why? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's why I to make them not make the mistake they made. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, well, what happens is, in other words, you've got to, there's got to be mistakes. Like I told you, if my wife would have chose someone other than me, she would have made a wrong move. <laughs> but uh, people have a right to love and not to love. Good question. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, it's like a Back to the Future question. Like if you ever watched the movie Back to the Future, if things would, if the, if the turn of events change. I know it's, it's not needed to ask it, but those guys although they get a bad rap, Caiaphas and Pontius Pilate, they, they had, that had to happen in order for us to have everything well, that we have today. And because they, uh, man chose to turn away from God. They weren't robots. They weren't made to do that. They made choices. Yeah. God knows what you're going to do, but because God knows what you're going to do, does not mean that he caused it to happen. That's interesting. I like what you're saying there. I see what you're saying, yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. I know it's a little bit off Thank the wall, but... Uh, uh, no, God, uh, thank you. And, uh, and Mr. Smith, you stay right on subject. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah and Mr. All right, Smith is awesome. call. First, time I, first time I listened to Mr. Smith, he was awesome too today. That's, that's nice to hear. He must be in his 90s, huh? Uh, well, not quite there, but close. <laughs> I mean, that's, good. that's pretty cool that you have a teacher that you can still talk to. I think that's awesome. It's wonderful. It is. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. See, when you've got callers like Jeff, 
you get all into predestination and election. Man, he was about to get us into some real deep, deep, deep stuff. Boy, we have some, uh, some great radio listeners on this program. If you have a question, you can call, even though I'm about to dive into the book of Genesis along with you. But uh, the number is area code 866. That's 866-423-9578. That's what will get you um, uh, on the air right now. We've got a break, and we'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit. God has something great in store for you. It's your purpose, your calling. But how can you discover it? Tony Evans from The Urban Alternative will mail you a free copy of his devotional, Called for a Purpose. Far too many of us are living lives like the flicker of a candle rather than the blazing of the noonday sun. Discover the joy of living a life of purpose with Tony Evans' free devotional, Called for a Purpose. Log on to faithtalkdetroit.com and use keyword purpose. We love our pastors, don't we? Well, here's how you can show them undeniably that you do when you enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. Enter for your pastor's chance to win a seven-day getaway for two to the Cove in North Carolina. Includes airfare, meals, a $500 Visa gift card, and more. Show your pastor you love and appreciate them for the hard work they do. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. So where are you, men of courage? Where are you, fathers who fear the Lord? It's been 10 years since the Kendrick Brothers movie Courageous topped the box office. Now comes an updated version, Courageous Legacy, with added scenes and a new look and sound. Enter the Courageous Legacy Casting Crowns Getaway for your chance to see Casting Crowns in Dallas, December 17. Includes airfare and hotel for two, concert tickets, plus a complete Kendrick Brothers movie catalog. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to enter the Casting Crowns Getaway now through October 15th. Call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And if you enjoy this program, if you love this program, then it would be great if you donated uh, 
to keep it going. That's right. If you are uh, interested in supporting this radio outreach, all you've got to do is send your donation to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205, and make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries, and it goes to keep us on the air. Once again, P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, uh, 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 Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That's what you put on the check, and it will help to support us and keep us going. We appreciate it very much. And do remember, on October the 30th, our uh, apologetic boot camp, okay? apologetic boot camp at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, 10709 Grand River at Open. $20 tuition is the only cost. Come there ready to learn as we will be looking uh, at uh, the dark side of Halloween. We're going to be looking at what we call biblical demonology. Biblical demonology. Beware, beware, beware. Okay, That's going to be on October 30th, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, in our uh, next Apologetic Boot Camp Conference. All right. uh, we're here in the book of Genesis. Don't know how far we're going to get. Boy, uh, time goes fast when you're having fun. But let's get into Genesis as much as we can, and into Genesis chapter 2. Uh, and uh, we're going to look at the serious sin, actually, as we go into chapter 3 of Adam and Eve. But there's some things that we pick up here on the way. Okay? In Genesis uh, chapter 2, and we're at verse 7 now. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, where it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay? And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, when I look at this now, I always think to myself, why can't theologians just leave stuff alone? <laughs> but they can't. All these great theologians, they can't leave it alone. And here, they ask questions, and I'm glad they did, because it does tell us something here about how man was formed. Notice it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, this was not only the creation of man. This was the creation of mankind. What do you say, what do I mean? Well, what we see here in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it's a unique event. Okay? The Lord God formed one man of the dust of the ground. Okay? He didn't form all men of the dust of the ground, but one man, and through that man, okay, and after that man got with, with Eve, is how the other human beings were um, uh, created, presented. Okay? So we need to realize that here in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 7, we see something unique, all right, which is the creation of the man who would be responsible for bringing all other of humanity into the world. Okay? Here... So what we read is very unique, okay? And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, biblically, this is the only time this happened. This is the only time it happened. God did not create other human beings this way. The other human beings came through Adam and Eve, okay? So in other words, what we're looking at here is what, here's big word time. Get ready for big old, you know, sophisticated theological terms. 
uh, we're looking at traditionism. Traditionism in the creating creation of Adam and Eve, which was uh, which was creation. That was creation. But then the children that come through them is what we call traditionism. What that means is God does not breathe into the uh, you know into man or woman. Okay, every child that is born, he has made it a part of the reproductive process itself. Okay, so that through the union of a man and a woman, that's where other human beings come from. He doesn't create each individual soul like we see here described in creation. Okay, that comes now through the birth process itself, if you can understand. Not creationism continually, but one creation here, and then after that. Traducianism. It's in the system itself, okay, where man develops his, uh, uh, his uh, in the system itself, a procreation, where man de- develops his soul and his spirit, body also. So that's what we're looking at there. You'll see these fancy words in systematic literature, so we'll be looking at that later. But uh, right here, we see it happening. Verse 8, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, now look at this, right? It says to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, good for food. Uh, the tree of life, the tree of life was there. Also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Tree of life, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Think, friends, this gets interesting. It gets interesting, right? Then, verse 10, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. All right? Now, then it lists, which I'm going to let go. You can, you can read it for yourself from verse 11 to 15, where it talks about the areas, Python, uh, Bedelium, and the ox stone, all that, Ethiopia, it gives you a historical, physical background of where this was. But I want to move beyond that. I want you to read down there, though, to that. Then in verse 15, uh, Genesis 2:15, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Notice right off the bat, what did he give man to do? Some work. <laughs> Something to do. Okay, there's a purpose for him being uh, brought to, you know, being created, right? Then verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, now here was a command, okay? I want you to watch. Something's going to happen here. Uh, here, in Genesis chapter 2, and verse 16, and the Lord commanded the man, he didn't ask him, he commanded him, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest free to eat. You can eat of all the trees, all the trees. And we don't know how many there were. But evidently, there were many. He had a lot of trees to choose from. And so God told him, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Okay? Freely eat of any, any one of them you want. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, okay, thou shalt not eat of it. For, the, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Watch this. We're learning about the power of temptation. Right now, we are learning about the power of temptation. Look again, verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Eat what you want, okay? But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, listen. 
if you could eat of every tree, every other tree in the garden, okay, every other tree, the only one you couldn't eat of is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? Now, this gets more interesting as we go along. Okay? So I'm not going to uh, uh, tell it all yet. Wait till we get it. It's something else that blows your mind when you think about this. But of every tree they could eat, of every one. Okay? Okay? So yeah, what are they going to do? Okay? Why is it that people okay, are, uh, you know, <laughs> here they could eat of every tree. Why would they just focus on this one? Why? Why? Temptation. Temptation. Okay? Beware of it, right? Okay? Uh, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But if you could eat all the other trees, why are you worried about just that one? I'll never forget, when I was at William Tyndale College, right? And I had a professor who came in, great guy too, Old Testament professor. And uh, he went to the library where I was. And what he did was, uh, he was back there, he looked around, because he wanted to use the copying machine. Now listen, guys, who happened? The copying machine said, don't use this machine. <laughs> that's what it said. You're not supposed to use it. So nobody used it, okay? But he came in there, and I was the only one in that library room with him, okay? And he looked around, and he saw me watching him. He took the page off of the machine where it says, don't copy, and he ran him off some copies anyway, okay? But the sign said, don't do it, okay? And I looked at him, and I just kind of smiled. And he looked at me, one of my professors in Old Testament. He looked at me and he said, Emory, Emory, I just hate it when somebody puts a sign on here that tells me I can't use it. It makes me want to use it more. <laughs> that's exactly what he said, and that's exactly what he did. That's right. Nothing sin can cause mess up our thinking, okay? The one thing that we should not touch, we want to touch. All the stuff that is offered to us doesn't look good when we've got one thing that is denied us. Amazing, okay? And I laughed at him, <laughs> and he laughed at me. After he got his copies, he put the paper back on it. But, wow, okay? He said, in fact, he said what made him mad was they put the paper on there. That's, that's what attracted him to it because they said, don't use this copying machine, okay? That's how temptation is, my friends. Notice, uh, verse 17 again, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone, I will make and help meet for him. Okay, here comes the help meet, okay. And then verse 19, soon to close here, and out of the ground... The Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Okay? And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. Okay? All the animals, he named them, but there was not and help meet found for him. Now, you can all day talk about how good your dog is, you love your dog, he's like a family member to you. I got you. I, I had a dog also. Great, great. But um, that's not the helpmeet. Okay? <laughs> that is not the helpmeet that you need. As wonderful as animals are, okay, God has designed something else for us, and you know what that is. Okay? And that's something that we'll be talking about next time on this program. We got Adam. Okay? We got animals. Now we're about to get Eve 
and then the show is on the road. What happens here? We're going to look at the fall of man and break down in detail how it took place. First, we see with, tempta with temptation. Then we're going to see things even worse okay, happen right in the Garden of Eden. And at the end of this, I'm going to ask you, who do you think was more responsible for the fall of mankind, Adam or Eve? The interesting program, and I look forward to you being there. All right, so this is Pastor Moss. I want to thank our technician for doing such a good job keeping this program going. Luke, I like him because he's a good worker and he's got a biblical name. And so we're going to phase out. If that's all right with you, Luke, are you with us? All right, Luke told me to finish it up. So, <laughs> and he is the boss. We are going to finish it up. Encouraging you once again, always remember, donations accepted. We need them. Send those donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. We look forward to hearing from you in that mailbox to keep this program going. And until next time, be strictly biblical. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Here at Faith Talk, our desire is for you to grow in the grace of God. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chample blesses our airwaves every weekday with the good news of our Lord. Get a modern Teach Talk perspective on Scripture and real-world problems. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Listen to Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell weekday mornings at 11 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. Find out what we've been up to. WLQV's newsletter is online. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com and enter keyword newsletter. Get in the know now. You're listening to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 WLQV, Faith Talk Detroit in Odyssey Station. We love our pastors, don't we? Well, here's how you can show them undeniably that you do when you enter the Pastor Appreciation Rest and Relaxation Getaway Giveaway. Enter for your pastor's chance to win a seven-day getaway for two to the Cove in North Carolina. Includes airfare, meals, a $500 Visa gift card, and more. Show your pastor you love and appreciate them for the hard work they do. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to enter. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 